options, and you chose neither, so I had to take it to the secondary council. Well, no, because <laughs> who cares about their opinion? <laughs> it's my opinion that matters. I mean, in all fairness, they're the ones that are, are going to listen to it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, was it Travis or Sadie? I just need to know who to direct my ire at. Both. <sighs> well, goddammit. You, both of you. I asked both of them. Suck my butt. <laughs> Making me talk about farts. Well, you could have chose the flagellants, and that wouldn't have been farts. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> you could have gone with my full review of the movie Renfield. See, I thought that's what we were doing. What happened to that? I thought about doing Renfield syndrome, but I, I had already gotten into this too much. Okay, well, that's fair. I'll save that for another thing. Uh, that movie is, is fucking perfection, by the way. Noted. All right. So today we're going to talk about something that Sarah probably wouldn't let me talk about if I had run the idea be- by her beforehand. She did, and I nixed it, and yet here we are. Uh, Sadie and Travis said it was okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. Um, we're going to be covering the art of performative farting or flatulence. A flatulism. This is an even worse angle on it than I expected. Um, as well as specifically the careers of two men who broke wind so well that we're still talking about them today. Is one of them Jim Carrey? No. He talked just, out of his... No, that's different. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You're different. I'm, that's different. I'm thinking of Ace Ventura. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's not a different thing. <laughs> no, this is performative farting. Roland Le Petoir, also known as Rolandus de Farter. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, I don't think you are. It's just, oh my God. Once again, Rolandus Le Farter was granted 30 acres and a manor home in Suffolk in the late 12th century. Wow, he farted so good in the 12th century, and we're still talking about him. Uh, this kind of reward was typical for entertainers to serve the king, but usually it was for a more standard jestery fare, such as singing and juggling. Roland only had one bit that he performed regularly um every christmas during the court's riotous pageant he performed a dance that ended with quote one jump one whistle and one fart executed simultaneously i'm trying to picture this and i'm struggling it's an audio medium so i can't really (laughs) um can't really demonstrate no Based on fee ledgers from the time, Roland was possibly first working under King Henry I, then with Henry II, and by the time Henry III came along, Roland had been dismissed, with the king finding his service and talent indecent. <sighs> with this, Roland had to surrender his land and manor. Oh, that's that's not fair. I know. Like, just because you have different tastes than, like, your dad <laughs> and your grandpa, you don't get to take something away that they gifted to somebody. <laughs> I'm offended on this man's behalf. Roland is a treasure. Um, It's actually very unlikely that Roland actually lived long enough to serve under three kings. But fair, fair. You know, the the story, that's how the story goes. And that's kind of what we have because it's the 12th century. Yeah. Um, Farting was different in the Middle Ages than it is today. Uh, It biologically worked about the same. There haven't been any advances in technology. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say... That, but, like, also, like, clearly our sense of humor as, like, a species hasn't changed. <laughs> but it held a different meaning to them. Okay. Um, back in the day, it was still funny, uh, but it was, it could also be deeper and more existential. 
Those are two words I never thought uh, I would ever hear to describe farts. There's a lot of firsts in this episode. Uh, So professor of literature and author of On Farting, Laughter and Language in the Middle Ages, uh, Valerie Allen has said, quote, Gas is the product of decomposition. So morally, theologically, a lot of writers in the Middle Ages saw it as the mark of death. Uh, There was a lot of moralization about farts and shit, but... They were a living daily reminder that we are going to die, and that's all we are. We are mortal and sinful as well, because the church has got to ruin everything, including of farts. Course. Yes, that is, that's a little deep for me right now. Yeah, it's pretty on brand from the Middle Ages, though. <laughs> I, t- I told you I was reading through the Wikipedia article on uh, medieval like the cuisine. Or, oh, yeah. People overthought stuff way too much. Yeah, generally. So, Roland's act was also grounded in a tradition of widely varied entertainment at royal courts. Jugglers, fire eaters, storytellers, acrobats. Um, some of them performed in the nude. Uh, there were comedians, music makers, and farters were all of part course. of the medieval performance scene. So, Roland wasn't the first of his craft. He was just very good at it. He was just the best. Um, flatulism as a profession was widespread in Ireland throughout medieval times. You know why? They had nothing better to do. I was going to say just to stick it to the British. (laughs) Uh, uh, 8th century Irish records list Brugidoir, or farters, uh, as those who held retainers in courts. Like, they had farters on call. Like, that was the specific role. It wasn't, oh, this is my jester, and he just happens to be a farter. It's like, I definitely need a farter. Yes. Um, Roland's contemporaries, a group of Irish farters called the Bragatori, allegedly occupied a table at the um, at the Banquet Hall of the High King of Ireland. Good for them. Yes. Performative farting, or flatulism, as we said, uh, pop, pops up quite a bit throughout history, um, even predating Roland and the Bruges Uh St. Augustine of Hippo, which is a place, uh, mentioned, cer- yeah, uh, mentioned certain performers in the late 300s who, in his words, quote, had such command of their bowels that they can break wind continuously at will, so as to produce the effect of singing. A number of people produce at will such musical sounds from their behind, without any stink, that they seem to be singing from the region. Unquote. That is impressive. In Japan, during the Edo period, which is roughly the 1600s to the mid-1800s, flatulists were known as hepari otoko, or farting men. The term hegasin, or farting competitions, is applied to Edo period art scrolls depicting flatulence. <laughs> the next biggest name in farting was a man from Marseille who called himself Le Petoman, uh, literally the manic farter. The French are really into farting, huh? Yeah. At least they, they're into it as much as they are the best at it. Weirdly, the French have like that kind of sense of humor that's, you know... Where it's kind of like, like you expect them to be more sophisticated, but yeah, they aren't, yeah. and that's kind of why it's funny. Yes, his story is much easier to track than Roland's because he was born in 1857, basically yesterday. <laughs> born as Joseph Pujol, the son of a baker, he discovered his talent when swimming near his home. According to historians, he'd taken a deep breath to dive underwater when he felt a cold sensation creeping up his quote back passage. Uh, it was seawater, which he'd inhaled with his sphincter. You can inhale through your butthole? Yeah, apparently. At first, he used his newfound talent to shoot water at, quote, incredible distances, 
oh uh, as far as five meters by the time he was an adult. This is less funny for some reason. <laughs> uh, he soon discovered that he could take an air and release it at will. In his young adult life, he began performing at local music halls, tooting out songs like Le Marseille and Eau Claire de Lune, and <laughs> doing <fancy>. impressions. <laughs> With farting? Yep. Lovely. Um, by the time his act arrived in Paris in 1892, he was already famous enough to book a 90-minute set at the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> that is a cameo I did not expect in this episode. The Moulin Rouge? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he he was a he had like a residency there. He was like fucking Britney Spears. Wow. <laughs> Write a movie about that, Boslerman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just John Leguizamo. <laughs> The only person I'd trust. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's refined himself a little since his uh, the pest and uh, clown violator days. <laughs> um, when not performing at Moulin Rouge, Le Petoman did private shows in the nude for curious rich folks who, and I wish I was kidding, wanted to know what was going on underneath his pants. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yep. Yep, rich uh, people would pay this man to fart in the nude so they could watch and try to see how he did his tricks. I hate it. Uh, he became one of the best paid performers in Paris and was the subject of multiple medical studies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, this doesn't sound like something like everybody can do. It sounds like oh, no, this is something, a, something unique. This is a specialized talent. Yes. Just like not everyone can sing like Beyonce. Not everyone can, can toot like this man. Fair, yeah. He's the Beyonce he, farts. He's the Beyonce farts. And there's the title of the mini. I'm glad we got there. Well, there's the there's the title. <laughs> glad we're on the same wavelength today. <laughs> uh, one doctor published a report on him in 1904 entitled, quote, I hope you're ready for this. No, I'm not. An, extra- an extraordinary case of rectal breathing and of musical anus. <laughs> You doing okay? <laughs> Emily, why are you doing this to me? Because it's really funny. Like, such a terrible combination of words. Like, uh, it's funny. It, it It is funny. I'm not going to pretend like I don't find that's funny. But like, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, you don't like the phrase musical anus? Or was it oh rectal breathing that got you? <laughs> both. The combination of both. In tandem. I hate it. Uh, three years after his first performance at Moulin Rouge, however, the club's owner sued him for breach of contract for giving an impromptu performance at a nearby gingerbread stall. <laughs> oh my god. It's just ridiculous from beginning to end. Uh, Pujol settled out of court and opened up his own nightclub, but his celebrated career was cut short by World War I. Oh right, that one. Uh, he died in 1945 at the age of 88. Wow. That's a life. I'm curious what he did after the war. Like, after you make a career for yourself being a performative farter. I know. Maybe he did private shows. Maybe. Um, luckily, the art of the fart did not die with Le Petoman. I can't imagine it would. Uh, there's actually someone who goes by the stage name Mr. Methane who still practices today. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, I don't know if all of his income is from farting, but he at least occasionally gets paid to put on performances. So that's not nothing. Good for him, I guess. Maybe he should pick a French name. Maybe. Um, he, f- from what I could tell, I didn't look into him too much. I didn't care about the modern stuff. Um, one of his tricks is he blows out candles. That's that's a pretty good trick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no, you know, fart and Claire de Lune, but... 
but what is? You know, yeah, that's that's pretty special. And I mean, what was it? A, a leap, a whistle, and a fart? Yep. Which might also be a good title for this mini. We'll see. I don't know. It's pretty hard to top uh, the Beyonce <laughs> farts. Uh, that is a mini on flatulism and some famous flatulists. Well, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I definitely learned things. Probably could have gone my whole life without knowing any of that, but... That's what this show's about, isn't it? <laughs> Just consider this, I don't know, form of payback for the jellyfish episode. But jellyfish are cute. No! Oh, God. You I can't have this fight again. No, uh, but I did come across a video the other day of something called a lion's mane jellyfish, and it did make me want to launch myself into space. <gasps> Googling that immediately. Lion's mane jellyfish. <gasps> so pretty. It will eat you, but it's pretty. I, I found a, a show on Discovery Plus called, like, Secrets in the Jungle. Mysteries in the Jungle? Mysteries in the Jungle. Um where they basically talk about, like, weird shit people have found in jungles, and then, like, a bunch of talking heads, um, like, discuss, like, what it could be, and then they solve the mystery most of the time. Um, spoiler alert, a lot of the time it's, uh, human sacrifice or the Nazis. Yeah, sounds about right. But in the first episode, there was a lake somewhere in Africa? South America? One of those two. Uh, that's just filled with jellyfish that aren't found anywhere else. I'm reading up about the lion's mane jelly, and it's really, it's so sweet. Um, reports of human fatalities are few. Uh, its bell can reach about eight feet, and its tentacles can grow more than 100 feet, which is longer than a blue whale, which is the largest mammal on Earth. Yep, hate it. I absolutely um, hate it. Most swimmers who encounter this gentle beast survive to tell the story. It's just, it's just a sweet little guy. I, I'm going to respectfully disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> He's just a sweet, 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 sweet. I'm sure you'll get plenty of pictures from the Honolulu Aquarium. I expect so. All right, guys. We'll, we'll take that knowledge of farts and big jellyfish and go, go forth into your day. We'll see you next time. Farewell. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.